Heil admired the women, who were as beautiful as the men were handsome. He did not know that travelers who had been to the islands considered the Shasin to be the comeliest people in existence, but it would not have surprised him. The women took greater care than the men to protect their skin from the sun, using hats and veils and lotions, so that they were mostly of a pale gold complexion. Their hair ranged from deep copper to almost white, and their eyes were every shade of blue. They were slender but strong, and moved with exceptional grace. Downstream, a crowd of children drove a small herd of quill into the water for their daily bath. The fat, placid animals were as large as Kaga, but needed to spend an hour or more every day soaking in running water. They were very stupid and easy prey for predators, and so had to be guarded at all times. But twice each year, at mating time, they grew incredibly long, fine hair that seemed to weigh nothing. When it was shed, the Shasin traded it by the bale to the men with hairy faces, who took it to the mainland, where it was woven into a beautiful and very costly fabric. Bare as fish, the children screamed and splashed in the water, scrubbing themselves and the quill, watched over by a detail from the grass-cat fraternity. Thinking of the men with hairy faces, Heil ran his fingers over his own face, careful not to disturb his paint. His skin was smooth, as it had been for weeks. None of the island people had facial hair as abundant as that of the men who came from the mainland, but as they neared manhood the boys would acquire a few scraggly, wiry hairs on chin and upper lip. These were easily plucked, and after a year or two, no more would grow. He was especially concerned now to look his best, because Larissa was indeed among the women. Even in the midst of such beautiful women, she shone. Among a race distinguished by wide brows and cheekbones, her narrower features gave her a touch of the exotic. Her eyes were deep violet, a rare shade, with dark rims around the irises. Most startling of all were her eyebrows. Despite hair that was nearly white, her eyebrows were so dark they appeared almost black. These features had made her a rather plain child, sometimes mocked by the others, but never cruelly, because of her father's high rank as an elder and her mother's status as head midwife. As she became a woman, these had in some magical fashion become the marks of a great beauty. Heil had known her all his life. As children they had played together, bathed the quill together, and done all the things tribal children were accustomed to do. In those days they had been close. The oddities of appearance that had set her apart from the other children had been matched by the deficiencies of family which had plagued him. He had lost his mother in the birth of her second child, who had also perished, and his father mere months later in a raid by a hereditary enemy tribe of the Shasin. He had become a fosterling of an aunt and her husband, but they had taken him only as an obligation. The couple were of good status, but as a fosterling he could not share it, not like their natural child, Gassam, who was nearly seven years older. He had been as close to an outcast as the close-knit Shasin could produce. Lately it had been different. Simply by living long enough he had been inducted into a warrior fraternity. He now had a respectable status, a start in life, 
in spite of his familial handicaps. He had hoped that this would make him desirable to Larissa. Now, though, she was one of the tribe's great beauties, and half of the young men were trying out their mostly dismal skills at composing poems and songs to her beauty, her grace, her eventual position as one of the tribe's leading women.